0: JazzGuitarLessons.net to improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number 16 on finding your muse so hi I'm Mark from JazzGuitarLessons.net it's been a really long time since I added a new podcast perhaps about two years now so I'm really happy to get started again and you know get the ball rolling let iTunes know that there's still a podcast on the website so the topic of the day in fact is a blog post on blog.jazzguitarlessons.net that you can find it's called finding your muse and basically uh, it tells you that you already have what you need to have if you want to become a better jazz guitarist a better jazz guitar improviser soloist a better copper a better whatever so it's kind of a vague idea but why i want to discuss it now with my voice instead of being in a text I find this struck a chord with a lot of people, a lot of um, struggling jazz guitarists or people are still learning the basic foundational materials to develop as improvisers. And uh, why it struck such a chord is because we're... (laughs) As humans, we're very fond of systems. So say if we look at classical music, you know you have a systematic path to get where you want to, you're taking conservatory classes and you want to reach grade eight by age 14 and you do this, you do that, you develop a sound. And there is a sound problem with us. And I I refer to, say, jazz musicians or jazz enthusiasts, is that there's no such thing as a sound because the sound is yours. Right. So on this way, uh, on this path, you have to practice whatever feels right for you, which is exactly the the topic of the blog post, Finding Your Muse, which means that whatever any book says, whatever any teacher says or any website, in fact, jazzguitarlessons.net included, you still have to find what makes you tick and this is an extremely powerful exercise, and now you're thinking, oh my God, this is so vague, this is so strange, but it's not. In fact, I'll give you precise examples um, to students that found what made them tick, and you, you in such a circumstance, you're allowed to, to make strides in a very fast, very... Um, accelerated way, if you if you will, instead of following a book or a teacher or whatever. So let's, let's just start with a simple example. There's a student I've been teaching customized lessons for the past a uh, little while, say since the, the winter for, say, a few months. And we tried to work on improvisations on, on tunes. Everything went super well. We worked on comping, we worked on scales, we worked on uh, five to ten tunes together. And every time we'd get to a new tune, I'd go, you know, just take a solo, improvise something, take your time and show me what you got. And every time it was a, not a failure, but it was not a good solo or it was a lack of ideas or a lack of timing or whatever. So I said, all right, you know, just learn the scales. So this person would learn the scales of the tune, try to take your solo failure once again, but not a real failure, but you know, you know the right scales. You cannot solo. This type of stuff happens. Then, all right, I asked the students, would you like to learn the arpeggios? Learn the arpeggios. Now you have the scales and the arpeggios. Can you pull off a solo, do something? Not quite, not, not again. So at some point I, I was puzzled because we worked on third to seventh resolution arpeggios and scales and the, using the tunes melody to improvise. So I didn't, I didn't really know what to do or what else to do. So, I would be walking in circles in my studio and go, think about this, like, what, what else is there? So I think we kind of found a way that made this person resonate with the music. The next assignment, the next mission statement was to, all right, take the student, now you're gonna compose a slow chord tones line. So say whole notes or half notes, and you get to pick and choose them. There should be chord members, hopefully, like a note from each arpeggio. And I remember this was on the tune Summertime, so I started them off on a few notes and said, you know, just compose, like you're writing a solo just in half notes or quarter notes, a very slow moving line, and make sure you can do it on the full uh, form of the tune, the full 16 bars, and make sure you can repeat it, repeat it over and over and over. So it's like a mini composition that reflects the chord changes, but it's single line, right? And then, Take this as your, your springboard. Your, your, take this as a, a launch into your improvisation. You'll be able to connect the, the long notes that you have with whatever materials you have under your hands. The scales you already worked on, the arpeggios you already worked on. So guess what happened? It was a total success. So we found, after a little while, that for this guy, this type of approach made to- total sense. So what's the... The story, the moral of the story is not to go practice slow chord-tone lines for you. It's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is scales didn't work, arpeggios didn't work, and now slow chord-tone, gaiton lines worked for this person. So it made sense and it brought the, this student's musicality forward. So it's exactly what I want you to do and it's exactly what the, the blog post says. Um, sometimes you have to take the exercises or the materials and make them your own instead of just taking something for granted that you have to practice it in a certain way. If it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't resonate, you will not get a lot out of it. You have to to put it in a certain way that when you practice, it makes sense, you understand what you're doing. It sounds good. You're comfortable, you know, uh, etc. So uh, I'm going to let you go soon. But let me just give you a few very, very personal examples. I wrote this in the blog post also, you can read it out. Um, when I started out learning arpeggios and 2 and stuff like that, I didn't have any uh, teachers yet. I didn't have any uh, books, libraries or I, I was in the middle of nowhere, basically. And I picked up a book and from this book, I learned arpeggio shapes, chord shapes and scale position shapes all within one position, and I would just practice. I remember it was in G major too, like A minor 7, D7, G major, and it was a first, and I was totally blown away. Uh, and it's not that far in the past either, it's relatively recent that I did this. And of course, within a few weeks, I completely outgrew the materials, and uh, I totally got how to solo on two fives later on, and etc. I would listen to Wes and Joe Pass, and of course, it was just a, f- a pass, just a fad, but. I found this and it totally clicked with me because I was a beginner. Maybe if you pick up the same book it will not click with you and it doesn't really matter. The idea is it clicked with me, I got so far with it and then that that was my muse for the time being. Uh, Another example was um, when I was finishing my studies in jazz I started to improvise using diagonal scale fingerings pattern meaning that you play less uh, you play more notes on each string and you wind up uh, covering more range, more territory on the guitar, right? So when I started to just practice different diagonal exercises, my improvisation totally opened up. my phrasing opened up and I would you know play long phrases that made sense. I would start at different points in the bars and et cetera. So this this was my muse. The idea is, once again i only got to work on this for 6 months or a year i don't know and it was over but for the time being that was amused there was no single book that told me how to do this no single website no single teacher told me hey you do this it just came as a revelation something like, oh it makes sense oh look at this look at that oh yeah man i'm going to do this and i was hooked so what i, I want to, i want to get to you the point i'm trying to get across today if you can keep only one thing from this whole <laughs> jazzguitarlessons.net website or from any lesson you have with any teacher or anything that you do regarding learning that you have to find what really makes you tick, what makes you want to pick up the guitar and continue your studies further. And it has to make sense, it has to sound good for you. And never mind what other people think or what the teacher says or this magazine said or whatever. Good. So that's it for podcast number 16. I'll see you in the next podcast on jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. Take care.